No other book has so profoundly impacted so many lives as the Bible. Welcome to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. Today we see where God sends the ninth plague of thick darkness and announces the horrific tenth and final plague. We hope you'll join us as Pastor Daryl continues in Exodus chapter 10 on Simply the Bible. Egypt was in ruins. There were no crops left. The plague of locusts made sure of that. And still Pharaoh hardened his heart and would not let the Hebrews go. We pick it up in Exodus chapter 10 verse 21. Then the Lord said to Moses, Stretch out your hand toward heaven, that there may be darkness over the land of Egypt, darkness which may even be felt. So Moses stretched out his hand toward heaven, and there was thick darkness in all the land of Egypt three days. They did not see one another, nor did anyone rise from his place for three days, but all the children of Israel had light in their dwellings. This ninth plague came without warning and was a very clear judgment against the sun god Ra, the chief god among the Egyptians. I believe this was a miracle, for it lasted for three days and could not be explained by a solar eclipse, which only lasts for a number of minutes. It was a thick darkness that can be felt. Have you ever experienced darkness like that? When I was a boy, my dad took me to Lake Shasta Caverns in Northern California, and they take you deep underground into a large open cathedral, and then they shut off the lights. There is absolutely no light. I recall waving my hand in front of my face, trying to see something, but there was nothing. It is an ominous darkness that you can feel. The Egyptians could not even see each other. So they didn't venture outside their homes. Now, isn't it ironic that the Egyptians who worshipped the sun god had no light, whereas the Hebrews who did not worship the sun god had plenty of light? Therefore, the Lord was judging the chief god of the Egyptians and showing himself superior. Verse 24, Then Pharaoh called to Moses and said, Go Serve the Lord, only let your flocks and your herds be kept back. Let your little ones also go with you. But Moses said, You must also give us sacrifices and burnt offerings, that we may sacrifice to the Lord our God. Our livestock also shall go with us, not a hoof shall be left behind. For we must take some of them to serve the Lord our God, and even we do not know with what we must serve the Lord until we arrive there. This is now the fourth compromise that Pharaoh offered to Moses. They could go out of the land, they could even take their women and children, but they were to leave their livestock behind. Now, after the entire ordeal of these nine plagues, perhaps this seemed like a reasonable compromise. After all, they would mostly have what they needed to worship the Lord. But I love Moses' response. Not a hoof shall be left behind. In other words, no compromise. 
Four times Pharaoh sought a compromise, and four times Moses resisted. As Pharaoh is a picture of Satan, we see that Satan will often seek to hold back the believer's material goods from the Lord. He will say, go ahead and worship God. Go to church on Sunday. But don't give him your money and material goods. Keep those for yourself. Or perhaps he will capture our material resources and tie them up in this world so that they can't be invested in the kingdom. Finally, he may get us to be so invested in making money and caring for our livelihood here that we have no time or energy to devote to the work of the Lord. Jesus said that the deceitfulness of riches would be one of the thorns that choke out the good seed of the word and keep it from bearing fruit in our lives. Instead, Jesus told us to store up treasures for ourselves in heaven. For where our treasure is, there our heart will be also. While we are in the Egypt of this world and must conduct business in it, we should not be so invested in Egypt that we have nothing left for heaven. Neither should we give God our leftovers, but rather our first fruits. The truth is that when we die, we can't take any of it with us anyway, but we can send it ahead of us. Moses told Pharaoh, We must take some of our livestock to serve the Lord, and we don't know what we need until we get there. I have found this principle to apply to so much in life and ministry. God prepares us by working in us to will and do according to His good purpose, and then we prepare ourselves by studying His Word and prayer. Finally, we prepare our offering to give to Him, or maybe even multiple offerings. But we don't know what God is going to use until we get there. The more we have prepared, the more the Holy Spirit has to work with. Verse 27, But the Lord hardened Pharaoh's heart, and he would not let them go. Then Pharaoh said to him, Get away from me, take heed to yourself, and see my face no more. For in the day you see my face, you shall die. So Moses said, You have spoken well. I will never see your face again. Even after the thick darkness, Pharaoh still did not see the light. And now the conflict became heated between Pharaoh and Moses. Pharaoh said, Get away from me. Don't ever show your face here again, or I'll kill you. And Moses replied, You are right. I will never see your face again. And we see in the next chapter that Moses would go out from Pharaoh in great anger. Chapter 11. And the Lord said to Moses, I will bring one more plague on Pharaoh and on Egypt. Afterward, he will let you go from here. When he lets you go, he will surely drive you out of here altogether. This is what God told Moses back in chapter 6 when he called him to deliver the Hebrews. Now you shall see what I will do to Pharaoh, for with a strong hand he will let them go, and with a strong hand he will drive them out of his land. After the tenth plague, Pharaoh would literally drive the children of Israel out of Egypt. Everything was going exactly as God had said. Verse 2. Speak now in the hearing of the people, and let every man ask from his neighbor and every woman from her neighbor articles of silver and articles of gold. And the Lord gave the people favor in the sight of the Egyptians. 
Moreover, the man Moses was very great in the land of Egypt, in the sight of Pharaoh's servants, and in the sight of the people. These two verses are parenthetical. Moses is still in Pharaoh's court. He's probably recalling what the Lord had told him earlier. Now, this seems strange to us. Imagine going to your next door neighbor, knocking on the door and saying, Hey, can I have your articles of silver and gold? But remember that the Israelites have been working as slaves in Egypt without pay. No doubt when all the plagues came upon the Egyptians, they were convicted how they had been mistreating the Hebrews. Now the Lord moved upon them to show the Hebrews favor. They probably felt it was an opportunity to settle accounts, which in fact it was. God says in his word that the laborer is worthy of his wages. The Egyptians owed the Hebrews generations of back pay, and payday had arrived. We are also told that Moses was very great in the land of Egypt, in the sight of Pharaoh's servants and in the sight of the people. God had given this favored status to Moses because Moses had been faithful to God. It is human nature to promote oneself. But the Bible tells us in Psalm 75, For promotion cometh neither from the east nor from the west nor from the south, but God is the judge. He putteth down one and setteth up another. If more people would remember this, then there would be less vying for position and more trusting in God that a person can only receive what is given him or her from heaven. Verse 4, Then Moses said, Thus says the Lord, About midnight I will go out into the midst of Egypt, and all the firstborn in the land of Egypt shall die, from the firstborn of Pharaoh who sits on his throne, even to the firstborn of the female servant who is behind the handmill, and all the firstborn of the animals. Then there shall be a great cry throughout all the land of Egypt, such as was not like it before, nor shall be like it again. But against none of the children of Israel shall a dog move its tongue, against man or beast, that you may know that the Lord does make a difference between the Egyptians and Israel. And all these your servants shall come down to me and bow down to me, saying, Get out, and all the people who follow you. After that I will go out. Then he went out from Pharaoh in great anger. So Moses delivered this final message to Pharaoh before leaving him for the last time. This tenth and final plague would bring terrible sorrow to all of Egypt. They say that the most traumatic event in a person's life is the death of a child. We read of great epidemics such as the bubonic plague where millions were wiped out in Europe. You can only imagine what it would be like for so many that we personally know to die. But imagine what it would be like if in one night all our firstborn children died. We cannot even relate to that kind of all-pervasive grief. All the firstborn in the land of Egypt would die, both of man and beast. But God would make a distinction, and none of the firstborn of the Hebrews would die. As we shall see in the next chapter, the difference between the Egyptians who suffered death and the Hebrews who didn't would simply be the blood of the lamb applied to the doors of their homes. Likewise, the only difference between the unsaved and the saved 
is the blood of Jesus applied by faith to the door of our hearts. It isn't that Christians are any less sinners than people in the world. It's that the price for our sins has been paid in full by Jesus Christ, so that the judgment of death passes over us. Verse 9, But the Lord said to Moses, Pharaoh will not heed you, so that my wonders may be multiplied in the land of Egypt. So Moses and Aaron did all these wonders before Pharaoh, and the Lord hardened Pharaoh's heart, and he did not let the children of Israel go out of his land. God hardened Pharaoh's heart so that Passover could become an everlasting memorial to the children of Israel. It would be a lamp through the dark night as they awaited the coming Messiah. They would never forget this night when the Lord delivered them out of the bondage of Egypt. Likewise, as believers in Jesus Christ, we must never forget how the Lord delivered us from our bondage to sin in this world. He has given to us the spirit of liberty and brought us into the promised land of His grace, where we live and walk in the Spirit. Now our Lord has gone ahead of us to prepare a place for us so that one day, where He is, we may be also. He is our beloved Passover lamb and worthy of our praise. You've been listening to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. For more information about our church, please visit our website at calvarytv.org. To listen to other episodes, go to 941thevoice.com or check out our iTunes podcast. Tomorrow, we'll see how God gives Moses instructions for celebrating the first Passover and the Feast of Unleavened Bread. It's a beautiful picture of Jesus Christ. We hope you'll join us as we continue in the book of Exodus on Simply the Bible. Simply the Bible.